you know, we do this all the time. It's like, check that you're safe. Check that right now, the environment you're in, sitting in the chair in your room, look around and see that you're actually safe. You're having a res- like a fight or flight response, like you're not safe because at some point it wasn't safe, but the system is now operating that way even when it's safe. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's gotta be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we're here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, Welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, my friends. So today's iTunes review is short, simple, and to the point by Joel Smith, 214, who headlined it, amazing podcast. He writes, life-changing material, one of the best personal development, if not the best I've listened to, Joel Thank you for the beautiful, kind words. Email me at elon at satoriprime.com and I will send you your personalized gift. And if you're listening and would leave us an honest review on iTunes, uh, once I read yours out loud, you can email me as well and receive this amazing gift. So again, thank you, Joel Smith 214. And now back to our show. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Abadol Podcast, where we deliver personal development without the fluff. Today, again, a very special episode following on the heels of Diana, who, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, it was absolutely incredible. She's one of our one-on-one clients. We had an incredible conversation about parenting, and I've gotten so much feedback from some of you who emailed me and messaged me on Facebook. Thank you, by the way, for letting us know the impact Uh, I even saw some of you post on Facebook just acknowledging uh, Diana, which was absolutely beautiful. So we recently, we have another client. His name is Joe. And uh, while we work with him one-on-one, he was approaching us because some things had come up with his wife. And rather than deal with it on his own, he was brave enough to actually invite her onto the session with us. And so... We do this every once in a while, but we got the opportunity to work with both of them as a couple and just get both sides of the story and and share insights and, and ways to heal not only themselves, but inside of the relationship. And it was incredibly powerful. I mean, I don't care if you're in an intimate relationship or you want to be in an intimate relationship, you're married or you're not. What was shared in this was so profound. It was so intimate that they actually reached out to me afterwards saying that if we wanted to share this, they would be okay with that, which is so gracious and so 
just beautiful. I, I couldn't, I couldn't describe in words how generous what they are willing to share with you right now is. So again, you get to be a fly in the wall for uh, one of the exquisite one-on-one sessions that we get to have with our incredible one-on-one clients. And yeah, I hope you're somewhere that you can sit down and take notes. Uh, there's a lot to be shared here. This is probably one of those that you're going to want to bookmark and, and come back to many times. But whether you're in a relationship or want to be in a relationship, um, what's shared here is just super, super powerful. So again, uh, please let me know how these are impacting you. And if you like this format, um, because we feel like it's a, for us, at least it's a great way to share with you the kind of work we can do with people at a really, really deep level. So I hope you enjoy our one-on-one session with Joe and Sam. Um, I guess it's just been kind of like on and off, like there'll be times or weeks where like things are going great and we're like on the same page. And I feel like it's just very seamless and easy. And then there are times where like we get up in the morning and I just don't know what to expect. Like he might be off the deep end. Like I know you guys talk about like being in pattern and I guess on those days or those times, I don't know how to approach him or approach situations or, you know, if there is a different way that I can maybe go about things. So this, how do you, how do you approach them now? So he wakes up, you're like, not sure what's, what's your approach from my perspective. She approaches it in, in, in a good manner. It's just, I don't receive it. Like, okay. I don't think there's anything so, differently that she needs to do necessarily. You know, there's always tweaking, but because that's the way I used to approach it. It was like, well, if you say it this way and it triggers me, well, then don't say it that way. Mm. That's the way I used to approach it. And that's kind of one of the things, one of the biggest realizations I've had. And I just shared this with her the other day doing the master cleanse. I was just laying there and I realized how self-centered I can be with that. And how when she's sharing a concern, if it like triggers me at all, like a concern that she's having, I'll just quickly turn it around and make it about me again. Mm. so I guess to just kind of taking some of her concerns and I gave her, you know, I told her, I was like, just be real. Don't, you know, don't worry about saying certain things or how it might look, just say it. And then this is the opportunity that you guys get to hear and I get to do the work on it. Yeah. So like Saturday we got up and the morning was kind of going fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we were Skyping with his parents and it ends up that like we'll be in Connecticut over the summer and he'll be there for part of the time and I'm staying a little bit longer. And it turns out like he'll be coming back and our office will be closed. So he'll get the chance to just like be at home and relax. And I told him, I'm like, that does make me a little resentful because I don't remember the last time I've had three days to myself. Like, no. that, I know it's not realistic and that's okay. But I was honest in the fact that, oh yeah, that does kind of hit me of like, man, I would love to have that. You're just one day. And that like set him off. And so we're going to like family story time at the library and we get there and like, he doesn't talk to us, like walks ahead of us as we're walking in, goes into the bathroom. I'm standing there waiting for him, like comes out, walks past me and like, doesn't even look at me and then goes to the other end of the library and takes a nap. And I bring Cooper to story time. And it's just like hard when those situations come up. Cause it's like, you know, and I said to him, I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with this. And I know that we should be treated differently. 
But at the same time, I know how good he can and does often treat us. And it's, I know those things are going to happen and it's not always going to be perfect, but you know, maybe we can, you know, get upset and have those moments, but then how soon can we, you know, turn it around or, you know, have a conversation about it. Totally. Okay. So a couple of questions, Joe, when she brought up the whole thing with uh, your parents in Connecticut and you being home, what, what got triggered for you? Change of plans, change of schedule. Because we didn't realize the office was going to be closed that week. So she had agreed to stay. She It was her idea to stay up in Connecticut with her family. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to have a whole lot of alone time, which I can see when I say it that way, that can be hurtful yeah. uh, for sure. She was like, I'm going to be home and lay on the couch. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so now like it's a frustration kicks in. Well, great. Now the schedules are going to change again. And I'm not going to have that time that I've already like committed in my mind to right. just nothing and, and withdraw. Um, so that got triggered. I got really upset because there can be, there can be a history of, just fluidity with scheduling. Like we agree on something and it changes 10 times before we get there, which drives me absolutely up the wall. Um, so then that got triggered. And, and it's funny because I, I, I caught myself thinking about it. I'm like, this is such a little thing. Why am I so angry about this? Yes. And I went right back into my pattern. My pattern is to like, especially as a kid, anger, anger, anger was how I got attention. I yelled, I screamed, I did things to attack my, like things I knew would make my mom upset. I would, I would do that. And I fall into that same pattern with Sam. It's like, okay, I know this is going to upset her. If I'm pissed off, I want her to be pissed off too. Yep. Protest. It's called yeah. putting her, putting her under protest. Yeah, protest behavior, <laughs> exactly. And it's just, I'm guilty by the way. I do this. Anyway. And I don't get angry easily. So I think it like fueled him more. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so, so when he, when he gets angry and so my wife is very similar, right? Like she can be with all of me, how I am, because if you actually got hard, if you got aggressive back at him, it would instigate his aggression even more. He's like, Oh, you think da da da? We get even bigger, right? Yeah. So actually yeah. being soft and passive helps. I know the aggressive style like comes on really big and really strong, and we get like really like fuck you, fuck everyone. You don't get me. You don't get my love. You don't get my attention. Like all of it. <laughs> but if you were to actually be combative, it would make that more justified and we'd stay in that pattern even longer. So like you actually being passive in a sense helps our system kind of like calm down. And we'll talk about some different ways that you could be in that moment. But before we do that, I want to hear Sam like, so I got Joe's world, Sam, when he, I think there was like that moment. So there's two moments that I heard one where you have the conversation And by the way, I want to acknowledge you for actually speaking your mind and speaking what you were feeling that you were like, you know what, I'm kind of feeling like a little bit resentful towards this because I know that that's something that you would have normally just swallowed and not would have, you wouldn't even have said. So I just want to acknowledge that. So there was that part, which you did. And then the second part that I heard that kind of like really, I felt pain was when he walked out of the bathroom, like you were waiting for him and he walked out of the bathroom, like totally ignored you and then just went and took a nap. So what, what got triggered for you during that, during that part? Um, 
I think because I feel like it's a choice and maybe it's not. And I mean, like, that's why we gain so much clarity, I guess, like listening to you guys, I, I feel like it's choice and maybe it's not, but at the, in that moment, I'm like, wow, he's choosing to go, you know, ignore us, you know, be rude to us, even when he's agreed to come, you know, to story time together. And he's deciding to go on the other side of the library and just lay down and take a nap. And again, he's getting time to himself when, you know, I'm chasing our one-year-old around the library, which I enjoy doing. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like follow through on that commitment. I know he's so capable of following through on other things and, you know, can treat us so well. And so, yeah, I just feel like at that point, it's like, oh, it's a choice. And it just, it's hard knowing that he's choosing to go do something else. Okay. So that's like the very logical answer, which is very, very good. How did it make you feel when you, when you were ignored? Okay. And under pissed off. What, 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 what had you be pissed off? What was the, what was the, like, if you just put yourself back in that moment, what was the thing? What was the, like the little girl, what was hurt in the little girl? Um, He's what I'm what? I don't know. I think it was mostly that like, just here it goes again. Okay. What goes again? Doing it again. Like he's leaving us again or leaving me to watch Cooper again. Mm -hmm. It just keeps happening. And I know it's not going to never happen. Like I get that. There's going to be. Don't don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Be with this. Be with this right now. There's no need to justify Like this is a perfectly normal feeling. You get to feel this way. I cry on these calls all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much every time. Um, so, so here's what I'm feeling, and I'm just going to put this out there, and you tell me if this resonates. I'm alone. Yeah, I feel alone a lot, and I yeah. tried to express that to him. Yeah. Can I just interject real quick? Yeah. Uh, so uh, has abandonment been like a big part of uh, your life experience? No. Has not been? It's not, no. I mean, like my, my parents are married. They've always both been super involved in our lives. I think maybe that's why, because it's a very new experience and a new feeling to me. Okay. Um, I would argue that it's not, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm alone is not. It's like ancient. My hunch sends that too, but I I just want to kind of like dig a little bit more. When you're stressed out, do you isolate or do you look for connection? Connection. Look for connection. Okay. Joe, what's your feedback on that? Just pulls connection. That's that's what triggers her. Yeah, I would say she she looks for connection, uh, touches her love language, uh, which is the opposite of mine. And would you say, like, with your parents, like, even though they were always there, with your mom being as distant as she is emotionally, would you say that? Yeah, that can be a part of it. It's, like, maybe not abandonment, but they were never super open about emotions and being honest about how you're feeling. It was always like, just put on a happy face and everything looks good to outsiders. Yeah. So, so I just want to make a distinction that alone, like you could be in a room with someone. You could be in a room with hundreds of people and feel alone. Mm -hmm. Alone is not the physical, like I'm here by myself. Alone is a internal sensation like joe was there cooper was there you were in a room full of people but at the end of the day in your system you felt alone 
you felt like the person that was supposed to be there for you was not there. And that's the hurt. That's the wound. So that's the part that keeps like coming up. And he has ways to highlight that part for you. Right. And that's where, like, I would say that the, the, like a relationship. And by the way, for you, Joe, and just check in with this, when I say the word needy, what comes up for you? Okay. Uh, I want to push. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Right. Okay. So, so check this out. Our parts, like your parts play with each other. Not you as human beings, adults, versions of you, your parts. So something happens in the morning, right? Joe, so your, your alone piece gets triggered, right? The part that's like, I'm, I'm being abandoned, I'm alone. Not fair. Why do you get to? You're leaving me alone, etc. That gets triggered. That sends an energy signal to Joe going, she's being needy. Joe's part now that hates people who are needy is like, fuck off with your neediness. Let me show you how I deal with needy and just cold shoulders and turns the other way because now his part gets activated. Now, the more he pulls away, the more that triggers your part, the more you're seeking connection. So you're like reaching out for connection that triggers more of his part that goes, Stop being so fucking needy. And now you see how this dynamic just keeps playing out. Is this making sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a really good to just understand, like, that's the dynamic that's in play. The good news is it's not even you. It's not you, Sam, and it's not you, Joe. It's just parts being triggered and playing with each other. So what can I do? Because I will say Sam is very good at recognizing things and, and switching mentally, like and getting out of, you know, trying to approach things differently, where when I get stuck in that pattern, I like, I'll recognize it and I'll still run with it. Yeah. And it's oh. like, I know I'm doing it and I'm choosing to do it anyways. Yep. Because it's easier. What can I do to help? Is there even anything to do? Yeah. Well, you're already, you're already doing it. Like the, the work that we're doing is doing it. Like, have you guys seen shifts in this? Like it pops up, maybe frequency, either, either frequency has declined or the amount of time it takes to get back into connection has, de- has increased. Is that, yeah. is that true? Like, yeah. Like the other day when this happened Saturday, we had a really good talk, like almost yeah, within yeah. the same day, which within a couple of hours, which is unusual yeah. or yeah. like, or better. Right. So let's, let's acknowledge that that's, that is happening. Okay. So it's like don't don't get into a state where it's like oh my god there's nothing we can do about this you're already doing it you're doing you're doing this work right you're you're working with childhood patterns that have been ingrained in you for decades at a time and it doesn't snap snap shift overnight right like it's like little parts work something shifts okay cool there's a little bit more space another part gets worked it's very multi layered so from a more mental state. Um, <clears throat> The first thing to always realize is everyone's just trying to get their needs met. Okay. So both of you in that moment are just trying to get some kind of need met. Um, for Joe and Joe, you can tell me if this is true. What, what gets triggered in the system underneath anger? He's not angry. He's sad. There's like, he gets, he gets sad and the protection is anger. 
Yeah, exactly. Because because in that moment, it's like he doesn't want to be seen in the sadness. So what do you do? You get aggressive and aggressiveness does what? It creates space, right? So it like pushes people away. So his little boy can be like, <sighs> but at the same time, all he really wants to do is find connection again. So then there's a piece that gets like angry at himself because he's like, he's just trying to reach out, but he like, he like can't find that connection. Okay. So what, what the healthiest state, so to speak is restful connection. Okay. Between ourselves and another person is to let the body rest and then find connection again, like energetic connection with one another. So if you guys like when you're in pattern, if you guys try to talk to each other, I don't want to say it's a total waste of time, but it's pretty close to. Okay. So to try to like logistically understand what's happening in that moment, I would create a rule between you guys that if you find those conversations to just escalate, to have to start creating awareness, like this doesn't do anything except for throw more of this energy into the mix. Even if it's, hey, let's go to rooms, five minutes, breathe, move, you know, like shake it out a little bit and just get back into your body so that you've, you start getting into a more relaxed state. And then it's like, you guys can check in, hey, like, is it, is it time to talk now? No? Okay, cool. Maybe it's not time to talk today at all. And maybe you guys just bookmark it and you say, hey, look, tomorrow morning, we'll have a conversation about this. Because in that space, you'll find more restful connection. And, and it'll ease the systems. So um, Elon said the word passive. That actually didn't ring that true for me. I don't think passivity, because maybe that's not how you want to show up, right? Like maybe feeling passive feels like he's driving a car over you. I don't know. I'll tell you what his system is looking for, okay? So you kind of know what the key to his system is. Joe's never been angry and been loved at the same time. So for Joe... There's uh, when he gets hostile, there's actually shame that shows up at the same time because he knows that he's breaking something basically. Joe's a sub. Yeah. Okay. So when he's angry, he's like, there's like, uh, not only is he angry at here, but the anger actually turns around and fires back at his own system and it shows up like shame. And you can see it like the response, right? Like he does, the system doesn't even want to see that piece. That's how hard it is for him to see that because that anger that's going back in at himself is worse than the anger that's coming out here. And that's what his system doesn't want to deal with. And the shame is, is that you won't love me if I do this. So what, what happens is, is he starts repressing because he's too afraid to let it out, but it like bottles it up and the pressure builds and builds. And then he just, he, his container actually can't hold it anymore. And that's when it comes out. And it, for him, it's like, yes, he gets a release and there's all this like shame pattern that comes in. So his system, the medicine, his system has been looking for is connection. We want connection in all states. So even when he's angry, he still wants connection. Even when he's sad, he still wants connection, right? So if his system sees that he can go, ah, and you're like, I love you unconditionally anyway, like that's the space, not passivity, not running over, but like you're so centered in your, notice how you probably abandon your core when he gets angry. You go like, it's like, whoop, got to protect myself. Or maybe it's like trying to fulfill on his needs or stuff like that. Cause I think you're, you probably fall, fall more into a merger pattern. Um, maybe we could talk about that in, in a quick way in and in a little bit. But the point is, is like if he sees that he's loved while he's angry, his system is going to be like, oh, that will actually bring down the charge because that's really what he desperately is looking for and he doesn't know how to get it. So you can see judging by his response, right? Like that triggers really, really deep in the system. Like his, 
like a gut gut check for him when he when he yeah. hears that and he experiences that. Is that accurate, Joe? You would say that that's true. Yeah. Okay. And 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 vice versa, the same way, right? Like, what do we all want? We want we want to. We're desperately seeking connection again. So for Sam, are you like um, you're like the caretaker, right? That's just like your your, your archetype, so to speak, in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So chances are your your compensated merger pattern. So for you, it's like always taking care of people's needs before your own. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for you, the way you can start balancing this out is self care, right? Self care. That of course, if Joe's going to take three days off, that's going to annoy the living shit out of you because your system is constantly looking for how do I fulfill my needs? But you abandoned your needs so long ago that you don't. You actually don't have a lot of uh, capacity with fulfilling on your own needs. So it's like, okay, well, I guess Joe will I'll let him do that. You know, part of me re- uh, is resigned to this shit, but blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you want to strengthen your core by starting to look at fulfilling on your needs. And I would create some agreement for me in the relationship about self-care days. About where the other person, even if it's just like two, three hours of like your own time, whether you go meditate, you go get a massage, you go jump in a... Um, isolation tank a sensory deprivation tank if you guys have that around you something that starts training your system on how to um, relax on a regular basis just like going to the gym but the exact opposite instead of like working your, yourself up working yourself down and and spending more time in your core sam so what does that what does that mean is just just putting attention on your core as often as you can possibly remember to do that and noticing the sensations in here. So when you feel tight, like Joe, like Joe's right now experiencing a lot of tightness, right? When you feel tight, just stop for a moment and ask yourself, what's the need that's not being met? And here's the thing. You've been looking out here to get those needs met. Yep. Both of you, both of you. Right. So instead of looking out here, notice how that hasn't worked. It doesn't matter how often you take care of everybody else. There's a false adult that believes that that's how it's going to get its needs met. And it hasn't gotten the needs met. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then the only thing is you want to start treating the out here like the out here doesn't exist. It's just a reflection of the internal. So the only thing is, is like, how am I not taking care of my needs right now? So full disclosure is we're, we're, we're starting to schedule certain things now so she can have her, her own alone time. I haven't Perfect. That opportunity yep. to have her time away from Cooper and step up and, and take him on my own. Yeah, you'll be you'll be a better mother and you'll be a, a better wife. And I don't mean that like we can measure that. I just mean like how you'll feel about those things when you start taking care of your needs. Because if you're if your core if you're not full over here and you're constantly giving from depletion, then of course what's going to show up is resign is resignation, is apathy, is upset. Right? It's like. You know, when the fuck am I going to get my needs met? But that's probably been a question you've had since you were a little girl, right? So it might it might sound something like this: like uh, I have a need, I ignore it, I project it onto you, uh, I will fill your needs. That's basically like you know the languaging for a person that's like in the compensated merger pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, does that resonate for you? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that that's it, right? Again, restful connection between the two you guys. And that might be like a practice, like even when you're having a great day, right? What do most people do? They wait till shit hits the fan and it's like, all right, we need to sit and have a conversation. But you you could build a capacity for just 
getting yourselves used to that when you're around each other, that restful connection exists. So maybe it's like 15 minutes a day. You guys sit opposite each other on a couch. You close your eyes because you don't have to look at each other for this. It's just like it's the energy that's between you two. And you focus on resting the body. So what that looks like is just scanning the body top to bottom, relaxing the eyes, relaxing the jaw, the shoulders. Like you just go body part by body part and just say, relax. And you'll just feel like, oh, yeah, I'm holding tension there. You let go of that tension. Put your um, attention on your core, your heart, right? That's what we work with Joe on all the time. And just sit there with each other in that state. Get yourselves used to being like that. That's what gets triggered when you're around each other. It's like, oh, restful connection. Oh, like you could fall into it and just notice what you notice the more you rest. Maybe it's like a, a piece that you haven't experienced in a while. Maybe everything gets kind of really quiet and we can, you know, obviously continue working on different states and, and like identifying them. I would say that that's huge, like life altering. And again, it's these small little things that if you guys keep practicing them every single day that you'll find, like we can't, promise you these moments will never happen ever again. I think what we can promise you is the frequency will decrease and you guys will come back into connection a lot faster than you have in the past before, which like I said, is already happening. And these are the things I would focus on to continue doing that. Yeah. So I think just one thing to really, really highlight to what guy said, what most human beings do is Sam, like when you feel alone, you seek for him to make you feel not alone. So there's that void. It's like, like an open, like void inside. And you're wanting Joe or Cooper or your parents or somebody else to come and fill that void. Right. But that void is not ever, ever you've tried. It never, ever is going to be filled by anybody. There's no, there's no thing that someone can do or say, or not do or not say to fill that void you get to fill that void. Yep. So when that part gets triggered, it's really easy to want cuz like the 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 reaction is like come like like help me protect me. Don't let me be alone. But what's actually happening is there's an opportunity for you to look at that part, the little girl inside that feels alone. And you, just like you would with Cooper, you get to go internally and be with her and let her know that she's not alone that you're there and you're listening and you're not going anywhere and that you support her. And for you, Joe, the same thing, right? Like when some, when that part gets triggered of like the change of plans, right? There's something underneath that little boy where it's like, no one, no one cares what I think, or no one pays attention to me or, you know, whatever your version is, right? That's the little boy that gets really sad. Like, I never get to do what I want to do, right? Like, it's very young. Like, always make the conversation very, very young. Like, like what's that little boy upset about right now? Because like I said, the anger is the protection mechanism for the sadness. Mm -hmm. So if you got in touch with, like, what, what, what just got triggered that made me really sad? And then you went internal. And instead of having to deal with, Sam or any of the external stuff, you actually went in and went, okay, this is the part. Hey, little boy, what do you want? What are you needing from me? Not from my environment. It has nothing to do with your agenda or your plans or anything like that. One of the things that I've taken on with my kids, like 
I get, you know, like kids are frustrating, like they trigger shit, (laughs) but think about, okay, like that Saturday, for example, you want to get out of the house. You want to get out of the house on time. Now Cooper is like a little bit young. Like you'll, you'll notice this more as they get older, but it's like getting to places on time becomes like a bitch, right? Cause like they don't want to put on the shoe or whatever it is. Right. And we get really upset and really worked up. But if you actually stop, like you don't react, right? You stop. And I know this is a practice that, that takes time. It's like a muscle, right? But like you stop and you breathe and you just realize like, what's my agenda? You have an agenda is why you're upset. You're upset because your agenda is like, we need to be at this place at this time. In that little boy's world, he doesn't give a shit what time anything happens, right? But we're getting upset in the moment and then we're getting upset at him because we have an agenda. So Joe, like you had an agenda and the agenda wasn't going your way. Mm. Now you get upset. You understand? It's not about the circumstance. It's like, I had an agenda. Now you're trying to take the agenda away. And then we get sad. And then we get upset. And then we put people under protest. Hi there, my friend. I just wanted to take a quick minute here in case some of you skip these intros on the shows and let you know about our amazing community that's changing people's lives all over the world. It's called The Collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know if this is worth my investment, I thought I'd share just what some of our members have been saying. Take a listen to these reviews. Something about being around you and Guy is magic. I grow more when I'm a part of your tribe. The conversations around love have changed me more than I'm sure I'm even aware of. I ask for answers and half the time, I don't even know what I'm asking for. And then always the perfect thing shows up. I've never felt so free. Another writes, growing stronger and more independent every day, full of self-belief, living in the now, and I am love. I do feel free because I've released what was, surrendered to what is, and I'm excited as to what will be. And lastly, one of the best decisions I've made in a long time was the one I made roughly two weeks ago to begin meditating and connecting with Elon and Guy Ferdman of Satori Prime in their collective. So if you like this podcast and this form of education, I am sure that you will absolutely love the collective. And the best part is we're offering a 14-day free trial for you to just come and check it out. You really have nothing to lose. Once the trial is done, check this out. Your investment is just $9 a month. I mean, that's less than one of those fancy cups of coffee or a glass of wine or beer. So if you head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and invest in yourself, or are you not worth the $9 investment? Look, you can lock this price in right now before we realize it's way too low and crazy and change our minds and bump it up. Again, head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and lock your price in at just 9 a month. We look forward to seeing you on our next collective training. Now on with the show. Now, I just want to show you this picture. I don't know if you saw this before, but this is like exactly what's happening. Can you guys see my screen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you guys, have you guys seen this image? Yeah. Okay. So this is someone created this at Burning Man. And this is literally like everything that guy was talking to you about. This is what's happening. So the adult versions, right, are like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But in essence, even in the aggressive, even in the I'm not going to pay attention to you, even in all of it, 
there's two parts inside, like, like the two core versions of who you are. They're seeking attention. And even if one is doing it by like ignoring you and taking a nap in the corner or being, you know, putting you under protest and whatever you like, Sam, you do this like cute thing to get his attention back. Like that's what's happening. Cause at the end of the day, all you guys are seeking is to connect with each other. So I just wanted to give you that image. So like when this is happening, you can just kind of go like, Oh wow. Like this is what's happening right now. Is this making sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to look, just want to take a moment and acknowledge you. You guys get that like 99.999999% of people who are couples never have these conversations. They're not even interested. They'll just go around making each other wrong. You did this to me. You didn't do this for me. You did this. And it just goes on and on and on. And it creates this massive, massive rift. till it comes to a point where you can't fix it. The key here is patience and grace. You're already starting to ask very, very big and very important questions. You're each other's growth partners. Growth is uncomfortable. It is. You know, like you're like you're expanding who you are. You're stretching who you are. That is uncomfortable. And it takes time. So right now it's like, hey, we showed you, you know, like a bicep curl and we put five pound dumbbells where you're like, five pound dumbbells, right? Like it doesn't even, but eventually five pounds get really light and you can move up to 10 and 15 and 20. You're like, you can do all that work. It's just, I think there's a delusion like this is never going to happen again. And I think you guys get that, like, you're human, Joe, you're human, Sam, like, this happens. The beauty is just having the awareness to go, okay, it's not them doing something to me. It's never them doing something to me. Yeah. Everything is happening for me so that I could feel and heal that part. So Sam, for you, like as you keep healing more of the I'm alone part and that girl no longer feels alone, but she feels like you're with her, Joe, without doing a fucking thing, Joe will start showing up differently because that part will no longer ping his part. The part that's like, I'm alone, help me, be with me, be with me, which is now triggering his needy stuff, won't even be there. So there's no reaction, no response. You're grounded. You don't need anyone you could be with, but your cup is full. Having him there is like, great, that's bonus. I love that. But I don't need you to fill that void. And for you, Joe, like the little boy that feels like I never get what I want, as you heal him, and as you start feeling like when you feel the the needy part kick in, you bring awareness to it. And you start going internal. And you heal that. You don't worry about Sam. You just go internal and you feel what he's wanting you, what he's wanting to communicate with you. As you heal that, now she, the connection gets to stay. And you're creating like a, a much stronger energetic connection between the two of you that actually feeds and elevates each other versus pings and distances each other. Yeah. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So what are you guys hearing in all this? <laughs> I mean, sum it up. 
<laughs> oh, I want to know what you're hearing. I'll share it too. Um, you know, I'm not great at rephrasing things. So for me, it, it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like when we fall into those patterns where we're each pulling the other person into our pattern. Yeah. Um, and again, that's why, that's why you're together, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to heal the patterns. You have very complementary patterns, right? But it's like you're going to keep pushing each other into a gut. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. And it's and I think that's the realization I came to this past week was I, I kept looking at her. Well, stop triggering me. So now it just kind of it, it kind of reiterates. I just get to go inside and do the work because lately it just seems like too like I'll remember that, but then I'll forget. I'll forget to just go inside and do the work, or I won't feel like doing the work. And like recently, uh, and I'll get back to the summary. Like I was telling Sam, like she wanted an apology. Like part of me doesn't even want to apologize anymore because I know I'm going to do it again. And it's like, if I was that sorry for doing it, why would I keep doing it? And then really, I, I just want to take. We just, I want to take time to like uh, they were saying is just kind of that restful connection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I that's what I got. So just so it's so fun. Joe, Joe and I are like mirror images of each other. Uh, I have the same thing. Like you know, I, I've lashed out on my father a lot throughout the years, but I'm always wanting to apologize because like I, I get it. And then that I have that burden of like that responsibility of always taking you know, all right, I'll take responsibility. And one time my dad's like, he goes, okay, now you're gonna apologize to me, and he kind of like threw it back in my face. Oh my god, infuriated me to no end because I was like, fuck you. I'm like, now I'm gonna tell you to fuck off, and I'm not gonna apologize, right? Um, because again, that, that shame is in the system. So Joe, just notice, like, just check in, notice how the anger turns and you turn it at yourself. You feel that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're punishing yourself internally. Yeah. yeah. So what's coming out is, is only a 10th of what you're doing internally. So I, that's I can we, feel my insides like nodding up. Yeah. So like, there's so much anger in the system about self so all that shame. So here's here's the thing. Like just the same way, right? You want to be met with connection. Notice how you're destroying connection with self by doing that. Yeah. Okay. And then now you can feel the energy going up. So you just whoop, right all into the frontal lobe because this is the protectors coming to try to handle it. Notice how you're abandoning your body. Yeah. So funny. I track it. You track exactly like me. So uh, so now just come back down in here. And then what does the rigid pattern do, right? So you're, you're running aggressive rigid. So rigid, there's a rule. I'm not allowed to show up this way. Yep. I can't be with the present moment. This takes you out of the present. That's why you feel hijacked. Yep. That's why you don't know how to respond. Also, if you speak from here, you're so in pattern. It's just all hostility, right? You're, you're, you're like, it's like you're grasping desperately. Like, oh, please just give me connection again. But you're, you're like lost in the pattern. So Notice the rigid doesn't want you to be in the present moment. So, okay, so here we're, so we're going to allow all of the protector that comes up. Just allow it. Thank you. Stop fighting because you were always fighting it. The, the rule that comes up, right, whatever. And it's like, uh, just so you know, uh, Sam, Joe doesn't know he has a rule until the rule is broken. So it's not like he has a clear defined rule. He just very clearly knows when the fucking rule has been broken. Then he's like, oh, I have a rule. Right. And it doesn't occur even that way in the mind. He's just upset now. And then he's like, fuck, like, I don't like that cheat, blah, blah, blah. And then that's the rule. So that part too, don't have to change it, Joe. Something interesting. Instant, like frontal headache. Yeah. 
because it's all the shame that comes up that it never has you be with the experience all the way. So the energy doesn't ever metabolize. Yeah. Because the shame takes over and the shame says this isn't supposed to be happening. Well, it's happening. Right? Like if you if you want to loosen the rigid pattern, the rigid pattern gets to learn whatever is unfolding is okay. Yeah, that's good breath. Notice so just notice how you you're not being with what's happening as it's occurring and your practices to actually like let it be. There's actually nothing wrong with aggression. That's new information for you. It's okay. There's 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 still love present even when you're anger angry or ashamed. You don't have to run from that. You can actually just check in right now that your whatever shows up, like the three of us are here holding space of love for you. I like like check that out with your system. Yeah, that's good breath. <laughs> so now notice how notice how something shifted and just you don't have to even define it just notice that something shifted yeah you got a little bit of information right in the system safety safety came back some yeah like the heart's actually opening a little bit now Ooh, that's fun <laughs> it is this is how it sh- this is how it shifts you know so um something i would offer you guys is Maybe to recontextualize what a relationship is, people come together to heal their parts. Because inevitably, what we are attracted to is what didn't get complete with our parents, right? So, like, we look for that. Our system is like automatically, subconsciously moving in that direction because it has a need to resolve. So, it's like, oh, here's the person that does that thing so that I can work on that thing. We don't think that way, but that's what's happening. So, here's like, here's like a, here's something I want to offer you guys is like to be each other's champions. And I know this is difficult at times. Remove that it's personal. You did this stuff way before you guys met each other. You're not each other's sources that trigger these parts. Yep. It's circumstantial. It, yep. Anybody would trigger these parts if they spend if you spend enough time around them. Yep. Because it's your parts, and your parts are going to transpose things on other people, and you're going to work with those people like they're doing something, but it's, that's how we avoid doing our work. We think they're doing something. Every time you catch yourself going like, why is he doing this to me? Ask yourself, why am I doing this to myself? But the, the, the part to get to look at is that we, we, if we're so afraid to do that, cause we think, Oh, I have to shame myself now. Oh, it's on me. I fucking did this to disassociate from that piece and just look at it from a loving place. Instead of like, why did I do this to myself? I'll be like, wow, I wonder why I did that to myself today. You guys get that shift? Mm-hmm. And get curious about how it is that you're responsible for what's coming up. So my, my languaging here for you guys is be each other's champion, which that means if you want these pieces to resolve, what these pieces want to see is that when they show up, love and connection is still present. So if you can... If, if Joe acting like an asshole, sorry, Joe, if Joe acting like an That's asshole <laughs> is not personal to you, Sam, do you, would you like if it's you're right, uh, you just saw somebody acting like an asshole, like to uh, I don't know, a customer service rep at a desk or something. You're like, wow, that guy's really gone off. Right. And then maybe because you're not the one being yelled at, you're like, hey, excuse me, sir. They're like, hey, why don't you just relax for a second, you know, and you would like kind of talk to him 
with that tone, you know, like just that very motherly, like high, you know, high sweetheart, that kind of thing. It's like, you're just being with him because there's nothing personal here. And, and that could diffuse him. You get, you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of the same thing here. It's like when you take it, when you make it personal, then all your parts come up to protect. And now you're in pattern and now both people are in pattern trying to deal with each other, which is close to impossible basically. Okay. Yep. So it's like, if you just know that the person's in pattern and the medicine that they need is presence, connection, and to get back to rest, then you can be the person that just holds it for them. Be like, I love you anyway. So how do we put guidelines in place to protect her, to make sure I don't take advantage of her doing the work, like her allowing me to be however I am. How do I make sure I don't take that to another level? And just, uh, I would say that's more on you, Sam, of like really identifying um, very clearly for yourself, what you're willing to be with and what you're not. And because I think for you, you probably, because you don't have your needs met, you probably haven't, Define clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you may want to sit and have uh, a feel and a think about what clear boundaries look like for you and be like, I can hold it up until this point. And maybe that line moves in the future, but certainly I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you be a punching bag at all. Cause that, that's a huge shift I've noticed even since our conversation Saturday. So I think I, I kind of said it in the video, we basically agreed like if I don't, you know, work on the way that I'm being and, and, um, like in three, a couple months, we're going to reevaluate, like, cause she was questioning, is it, is a marriage even something that I wanted? Like, was I even interested in, in being in this relationship? Um, and once we had that conversation, it really kind of shifted my, my energy It shifted my perspective. Like you were saying the past couple of days, I've been really good to you guys and it hasn't felt like effort. Yeah. It's always like, okay, here's, here's the boundary. And now I know this isn't like, I can't just walk all over her. Yep. And it just, it was Oh, an interesting shift. Yes. In my own attitude. Yeah. Sam, just just say what's, what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah, exactly. So, so Sam, that's, that'd be really good for you. And you might just be like, Hey, look right now, I'm not like you. And again, that's why you need to start checking with your system all the time and referencing yourself, Sam, because you reference other people. So if you start referencing self, you'd be like, I'm not, I, I currently am not capable of, of being in connection. And and they would be on you to be like, look, I know you're in pattern, Joe. Right now, I'm not capable of sitting here in connection with you. Here's what I need. And that's the important part. Here's what I need, right? Maybe Again, maybe it's like you go out of the house for an hour. You go drink a cup of coffee, You something. How you take care of yourself, like that should be, Sam, number one priority for you. Number one priority. Okay? And then, you know, and then I just want you to know, like, Joe is definitely afraid of getting angry. It's not something that he loves to do. He's so afraid that he's going to get angry that one time and you're going to be like, fuck off. I'm never coming home. Yeah. So he's like the incredible Hulk, like Bruce Banner. So afraid to become the Hulk because of the destruction that he experiences when that happens. So it's not like, yay, I feel so good doing this to my family. It's like the exact opposite. He has a ton of shame around it. And that's what he gets to work through is actually being present and letting those pieces come up because it's that shame that avoids the full experience. You get what I'm saying? It like it bottles it. And it's not that he has to change the shame. This is not psychological. It's noticing when it's there and just allow it. Joe, the more you can just, whatever arises, it's okay. That's pretty much your mantra. It's okay for this to arise. It's okay for this to be here. I honor that this is here. That's what's going to start resolving that for you. I promise you. 
Okay. And you're going to find that next piece that you don't allow for it to be there because it seems unsafe. So Sam, Sam, what hit home for you about that? Well, and I, I think what's hard is like telling him what my needs are Yes. because I don't know. Like I've tried to express that before and then there have been situations where I still don't get my needs met. Yes. And so I guess I'm afraid to draw the line and set those boundaries because then if they're not met, like I need to follow through on whatever. Yeah. You know, we decide. And that's scary. Yes. I want to give you guys an exercise, okay? When you guys are doing the, the connection work that I was talking about, you get to ask each other six questions, okay? And the questions are very simple. When do you feel love? When do you feel acceptance? And when do you feel support from me? And then when do you not feel my love? When do you not feel acceptance? And when do you not feel support from me? And just go through it. And at first it might be like, I don't even know what that looks like. And that's okay. Just explore. Because here's the thing I know. At the core, you both want to make each other happy, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, we don't come with manuals that go like, oh, if you do these six things, I'm going to be happy all the time. Like, it just doesn't happen. And we're constantly evolving and moving. And you bring a beautiful boy into the world. And that throws things into the mix. And then, you know, mom and dad move into the house. And that, like, life is life. So we're constantly in this thing where we get to just continuously explore when do I make you feel loved and when do I make you feel accepted and when do I make you feel supported? And that alters. And you know, like what maybe felt like love or support before all of a sudden, like a year later, well, that doesn't feel like love and support anymore. This is what would work now for me. And then you try an experiment with that. And it's just this dance that you guys, I think when people become married, agree to, I'm going to continue this dance with you knowing that we're going to ebb and flow and, you know, sometimes life's going to look like this and this and this, and like, that's perfectly normal. I have a amazing marriage. Like we still have moments, you know, it's not, life is not always perfect. Like, and, and one of the things that you had mentioned, Joe, about, you know, um, this concept, like we have this concept, like she triggered me. Right. So I want to just give you a different perspective that anytime you get triggered, I've said this before, it's like throw it a party. Because what she's reflecting back to you and what he's reflecting back to you, Sam, is incredible feedback. Just like Cooper does, right? How does this little being who knows nothing about human behavior, nothing about the world, be able to trigger all of these things inside of you? that make you feel sad and inadequate. And like, how does this little being know to do that? Because he was sent here to do exactly that. Just like you two were sent into each other's lives to do exactly that. So instead of being like, Oh fuck, I got triggered. It's like, wow, thank you for the feedback. And thank you for the opportunity for me to go within and do this work. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be getting this feedback right now. And when you create that kind of context of like, thank you, right? Now that context might come five minutes later, five days later. I don't give a shit when, right? Because like when we're in it, we're in it. 
It's very difficult to be like, you are fucking pissing me off. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> like, you know, that might not be natural. It will become natural, but it's like, whether it takes you, I don't care if it takes you five days. And on that fifth day, you're like, oh my God, that's what happened. That's the opportunity to go right back to that person and go, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for showing me that aspect of me. Yep. Here's what I just realized in doing that. And thank you for being that person in my life that always points to the areas that I still get to grow and develop in. Right. So that's one. Um, also in like the quiet moments, I, I'm sorry, like in the, in the heated moments. So look, Sam, I mean, it, it didn't take a genius to realize that like Joe was super triggered, right. On Saturday when he like passed you by. So when your parts kick in, it's really easy to be like that, that you're now in pattern. But if you guys like can check in with each other when you know the other person, because again, right, like I showed you the kids. So internally, we, we want connection. But when we're in a pattern, we just have no idea how to get that connection. Okay. So if one person, there's always one person that's a little more sane than the other one, right? Like there's one person that's just like at a, yeah, there's one person that's like at a hundred and then there's another person might be at like 50. So that 50 person can always walk up to the other person. And this is what I have uh, shared with my wife. Like, She'll put her hand just very gently on my shoulder. She's not making me wrong. She's not telling me like I need to get out of the pattern. Like, cause all that stuff just triggers more. At first I was like, just tell me when I'm in it. And she'd be like, you're in pattern. And I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, like, bitch, you know, at least for me, it didn't work. Right. So I was like, that didn't work, but I'm still committed to my growth. Okay. So now I'm like, let's explore other ways. So now she'll just put her hand like super gently on my quad on my, arm, like something like very lovingly. And that for me right now is enough to be like, like, like a sign, like pay attention. Just pay. She's not saying like you're doing something wrong, nothing. It's like loving. And to me, it triggers like pay attention. And so I can kind of stop. And in the moment where all this stuff is going and I can like bring some resource and energy to the different aspects of me where I can pay attention. Another question to ask is like, and, and I do this with my kids all the time, like they'll get into this mood and I'll be like, what do you need from me? How can I support you right now? Right. Cause they're like doing their thing. And I know like at the end of the day, kids want attention, right? So they're like being annoying and this and that. And I'll just be like, Hey babe, what do you need from me? How can I support you right now? And I'll just like, look, they're kids. You don't have to do this with adults, but I'm like, do you need a hug? Do you want my attention? Like, what are you wanting? Because the part comes online and it's like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. So if you guys just even had that little practice, you can start to understand what do you need? And when you, Joe, like you've seen Sam when there's moments where she's triggered. And instead of doing whatever your pattern is, like you walk up to Sam and it's like, hey, babe, I just want you to know I'm here. How can I show up for you? How can I support you right now? And she might not know how to answer that. And that's okay. But knowing that you're there and paying attention for her system, that's massive, massive. Cause right. Like her thing is I'm alone. So just knowing that you paid enough attention to notice is a victory. You won't even have to do anything. Most of the time. She's like, Oh my God, thank you. 
easy as that. <laughs> right? Right, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. So she'll say that too. She's like, but I'm upset. I just want you to just hold me and hug me. And I'm like, totally. You're upset. Now I'm upset. I don't want to touch you. But that's the thing. So like, again, you guys will be able to be so like, look, I mean, you've probably seen this joke probably more than you, Sam, but like, Joe, have you ever been any way that you felt like we couldn't be with how you're being? No. No. So what we've done over, you know, a decade and a half plus is we've increased our capacity to be with more and more and more and more and more. We're like, you could show up however you want and we could just be with it. And we're constantly, I mean, you're expanding, like we're expanding too. So the more that you can be with whatever is happening in your system and stay grounded and resourced with energy, you could show up for somebody else. If your cup's depleted, you can't do shit. When your cup is full and overflowing, you could be with anything. So that's why we say like the work is always internal because yeah. the more you heal and allow yourself to feel these parts, the less. So right now, like, for example, you're, you know, uh, I can't, I can't ever get what I want. I'll just call it that, right? Like he's at an 11. So he's always out there looking for like, yeah, there's another proof. I can't get what I want. I can't, right? Like he's at an 11 right now because internally he hasn't been healed. Sam, you're, I'm alone. You're always looking for why you're alone. So she's at an 11. The more you start healing it, right? Like instead of being in an 11 alert, it's like down to eight, down to six, down to four. And then all of a sudden the world start looking completely different. Because they're not out there seeking information to prove that story. It's like, I feel good. Now, there's still going to be things that send off the I'm alone or I don't get what I want or whatever, right? But like less and less and less and less and less. And that's the process. So every time one of you shows to each other some pattern or something, again, gratitude. Thank you for giving me this feedback. So that now I know exactly what that area that I get to look at is and it has nothing to do with them. Nothing. Zero. Is making sense? You guys feeling this? Yeah. Different conversation than I think you could probably thought we were going to have. <laughs> well, well, I mean, look, the, the, I want to summarize it like to deal with it psychologically. You guys have been trying to do that probably since you've met. Exactly. Yeah, time. And, and, and that does and look philosophically, that might be interesting to entertain once you're in a restful place and you guys can look at it more objectively and be like, okay, here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. When you're in pattern that to me, that's a waste of time. Don't even do it. Yeah. And, and you can, and that's the thing, like you guys are starting to identify what it means to be in pattern, right? So if you're in it, you could just say, I'm in pattern right now. And the other person knows I'm not talking to you right now. And it's not like I'm not talking to you like I don't want to. It's like you're just not fucking there to talk to, <laughs> right? Because it's like there's a full hijacking happen in the system. Like I had, um, you know, I think I shared this on the podcast recently, but like we had neighbors move next door um, after many, many years. Did you guys hear this? Yeah. And, and my neighbor is like very sensitive to, to noise. and He's been doing a lot of complaints. So like got really triggered by this guy, right? Because there's just like an unpleasantness like a, a smell that's coming off him, but it's like unpleasant, you know? And then like uh, Saturday, Sunday, and the whole thing with the laundry happened. So you guys, you guys heard all this. 
And I went upstairs that morning and I'm like, I'm in it. Like I'm freaking hijacked. Can't see straight. I'm trying to make coffee. Like, you know, uh, I'm going to hurt myself. So like, I'm, I'm so not in my body. And so I'm taking like deep breaths. Cause that's it. Like for me, it's like, you know, that sensation that's so uncomfortable. I'm like, I, it's clear now I'm in pattern. So going to talk to Mandy or doing anything right now is a waste of my time. I'm going to break things. And, and so I'm sort of taking these like big old breaths in the kitchen because I'm, I'm basically, I, I realize that when I'm in pattern that I'm tight and I don't breathe. So the first thing I try to do is relax my body and start taking big breaths. Like, like Joe, right? Every time he has like this realization and you see like throughout this whole session, he's like, he's like taking these big breaths because every time he does, it's like where the system is not relaxing. Suddenly something lets go and it's like, oh, it's okay to be with this. Yeah. Like the little piece of shame is like, okay, it's fine. So this is here. Oh, and that, and that part gets some air in it. And and my wife said, she's like, what's going on, sweetheart? And I said, I'm just really in pattern right now. That's it. And that's how the conversation started. Here's the funny part, though. The moment you name it, you're seen in it. And it starts losing its hold over you. But when you start defending, like, nothing's wrong, you know, like that. I'm fine. Oh, yeah, you want to talk? Okay, let's talk. Like that. All I'm doing is, is amplifying the situation. So the first thing is just acknowledge that you're fucking in it and that there's nothing wrong because everyone is mostly in it. Your, your general population has yet to fall out of pattern. They're in pattern constantly. By the way, this is a good thing to just notice about the general population also and give everyone a bit of a break. Like you guys are doing the work. You're looking at it and you're growing awareness. Out there, people aren't even doing the work. They're not aware that they're in pattern. So it's like the whole, like, you know, my neighbor, I got love for him. He's in pattern. I get it. It's not pleasant to deal with, but he's in pattern. So, you know, between the two, you guys, at least to have that, that team effort that we're each other's champions, we're going to help each other do our work. Right. But again, the responsibility is this is my stuff. I get to go inside, especially for you, Sam. I get to take care of my needs. Like if you just focus on your needs for the next two weeks, I promise you, you're not going to be a different, you're, you'll be a completely different person two weeks from now. Because this, this is a very foreign concept for your system. You think that people are going to fulfill on your needs. And it's been, it's been a long road of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Aw. You guys are so cute. <laughs> Thank you for being the kind of couple that's willing to do this work. Yeah, no doubt. It is not... Uh, it is so beyond average. Like it's, it's extraordinary for two people to make this kind of commitment to each other. Look, relationships are, it, it takes something. It really takes something. This is why, you know, when everyone's like, I don't think human beings are set for monogamy. I think it's because people have a lot of difficulty, like a partner can highlight things for you that no one else can no one does the things that your partner does to you internally. And yes, those things are uncomfortable. But like, if you're committed to being the best human being, the best husband, the best wife, the best mom, the best dad, these are exactly the things that you want to be seeing. If it's not this, what the fuck are we doing? So like to have a partnership where you're, understanding is like, Hey, this is who we are for each other. It's so much bigger than I love you. I love you. Let's be in each other's lives. It's like, 
I'm committed to you being the best human being that you could possibly be. That's a huge difference. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. Let's see. Let's see what arises. And again, just whatever shows up guys, like build the capacity to be present with what your system is doing versus trying to analyze, shift it and change it. The exact opposite. Don't be with it. Be with it. Like be present, relax into it. Like nothing is getting like, again, you know, we do this all the time. It's like, check that you're safe. Check that right now, the environment you're in, sitting in the chair in your room, look around and see that you're actually safe. You're having a res- like a fight or flight response, like you're not safe. Because at some point it wasn't safe, but the system is now operating that way even when it's safe. So like, let the system know that you're in a room, it's safe, and it's okay to have these experiences because nothing's coming. Like No one's coming to hurt you, nothing's coming to hit you like nothing nothing like that is actually going on so that as it arises you can experience it in a safe space that's what helps the stuff move through the body's the body just knows what it's what it's doing the mind stops the process from happening so the more you can be with what arises oh my god my needs aren't met makes me feel uncomfortable asking for my needs makes me feel uncomfortable all that stuff like for you right sam it's like every time you want to ask for your needs it's like i can't do it Cool. Well, like then you stop that process. So like relax into that uncomfortableness and just let it be there. And then just, you know, and, and one last piece, if you're finding it difficult to be here while that experience is happening, then go what we call spatial, put your attention out here, like put your attention in the space around you, like out here in front of your head on the sides and just see if that feels different. Maybe that gives you a little bit of space space. Uh, also, when you guys are doing the restful connection exercise, one last thing to check in on is sit in front of each other, see how that feels. So Joe, because like he might be in a threat response, even at a subtle level, it might just be helpful to back up or actually move to the side like this. And then Joe, you'd be like, if, if she moves, check your system if that makes you feel more relaxed. If that makes you feel more relaxed, then space is good. And then she could move back in and you could be like, uh-uh, that makes me more tense. And notice how that changes things because again, your system is is not responding to this. It's responding to energetics. So just play with those things. And for Sam, it might be the opposite. Like maybe it'd be, it might be like when you get really close, she's getting that connection again and she starts feeling, you know, very, very relaxed. <laughs> yeah. But again, like, you know, so like play with that. Cause if you move away and Joe just gets his needs met, right. And he's now relaxing, the more he relaxes, the closer he's going to want to move to you. And then when he moves closer to you, you're, you're going to get your medicine. So, we're just looking for different ways to get, give your system what it's looking for. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. We know that's a lot. So whatever, whatever you can remember is what you can remember. Yeah. And I'll send you guys the recording. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Have a great week. You Bye. too. All right. So how's that? Um, cool to be a fly in the wall for one of those sessions. Huh? So I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Uh, again, these are sessions that we do with our one-on-one clients. We have a program called the Ascension Program, which is a year-long deep dive program with Guy and I, um, where you, this is a taste of what that gets to look like. So if this work is intriguing to you and you want to know how you can be a part of this, um, please reach out to me, Elon at Satori Prime, I-L-A-N at Satori Prime.com. You can message me and just find me on Facebook. It's just Elon Ferdman. You can just message me there. 
I'm usually very responsive. Um, this is in order to get to one of these programs, you and I need to chat, interview, um, just make sure that you're a right fit. Uh, and if it's not for this, you know, there might be some other programs that you could dive deep with uh, to start as well. So again, I'd love to get your feedback on this. Uh, if this is a format that you are digging and liking, we can definitely share more of these as they come up. But um, I'm so, so happy for Joe and Sam. And I've gotten feedback after them. They said that the day after was one of the best days in their relationship. So um, really, really profound work that we get to do. And I'm just always honored and humbled that this is uh, what we get to bring through in the world. So love you all. And we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.